life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and I'll give you a dollar if you can't guess what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> um, you just have to find me, and I will put the dollar in your hand. Yes, it should work. That way, no one will actually be able to claim their dollar. But, of course, we're going to be talking about the next box one, uh, which was announced yesterday. Um, so you got to give you got to give uh, Microsoft credit. Uh, unlike Sony, they actually showed us what the console looked like, so that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, they did leave quite a few questions in their wake, nonetheless. Uh, joining me today to do an analysis of uh, what we thought about the presentation, what we thought about the new uh, look and feel and uh, features of the box as they were revealed uh, so far, is uh, Shella and Todd. Um, both of you, uh, welcome to the lounge Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, the thing that struck me, and I'm, I'm, I'm mostly going to step out of this, because uh, uh, you guys are, are our analysts, um, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you in your columns uh, in the in the coming uh, days and weeks. Uh, but the thing that struck me was, I mean, I thought I thought Microsoft put on a very tight, a very good presentation. I was actually surprised when it was over, because I mean, the Sony one. I swear the Sony one went on for like wasn't it like two and a half hours or three hours or something, and when the Microsoft one was like okay we're winding down I'm like really <laughs> that was weird but I don't know that was that was kind of refreshing so I guess let's start with uh, let's start with Todd uh, so Todd the uh, were you surprised at all by the name did anyone ever guess next ne- Xbox I didn't one? expect that one myself um, for, I mean I read kept saying Everyone Xbox of- 720 I heard rumors of Xbox Infinity. I never even thought uh, of Xbox One. So no. when they announced I was just like, huh? I mean, that's um, <laughs> pretty incredible that they managed to keep that a secret. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever came no. into anybody's yeah, I mean, There's always going to be some sort of uh, patent search. And it's yeah. always going to be done on, online. I'm always checking on sites like Engadget, and they always mention about, about um, patent leaks. Mm. There's no mention mm-hmm. of Xbox One on there at all. Well, I mean, I guess they – well, they already own – they may not have had to because yeah. they already own Xbox. So maybe maybe they, nobody can patent Xbox yeah. One and try to claim yeah. that it's theirs or whatever. But, yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting with the One. Then I, and I guess the next generation would be the Two or whatever. But it's kind of like – it's almost like a reset, yeah. you know, because we went from 360 to, to yeah. One. <laughs> So, but anyway, that was that was kind of interesting. So, um, so Shella, what did you think about the overall presentation? Did, now, you you missed the Sony presentation because you were on vacation. But did you ever get a chance to go back and see? Yeah, the Sony I had a look today. So that's okay. pretty well, what fresh you, in my mind. So, what did you think? Oh, well, good. You you've seen it more recently <laughs> than I have. Then, so so what did you think of the of the Xbox presentation in general compared to the to the to the Sony presentation? Because they were really they were, different. Um, I mean, yeah, it was slick and polished, but it was really quite dull. <laughs> um, so it's fortunate that it was only an hour long. Um, there was a distinct lack, lack of the G word. <laughs> it makes me wonder if this is actually a games console or a media console that plays games as well. Um, in comparison to the Sony presentation, which was just games from start to finish, pretty much. Um, it was quite traditional um, in that respect. 
the Sony presentation because it was just all about the games, all about the partnerships with publishers and dev teams. And, you know, they spoke about the development community and the gaming community, which the Microsoft presentation really didn't have. Um, didn't feel like it was speaking to me as a gamer. Uh, that's what I took away from it, that it was all about wooing Hollywood and television um, and, yeah, competing with the likes of Apple, Netflix, and Amazon. <laughs> yeah, the uh, there was another analyst who said that you know they they before the before yeah. the show uh, was saying he he was thinking I think he was from MCV. MCV's had really good yeah. coverage of everything. So um, so yay for the European trade <laughs> press. <laughs> but but they were guessing that um, that that was the way Microsoft was going to mm. go, and they're basically predicted that Microsoft would punt the ball uh, and say, oh, come to E3 and you'll learn about all the games Mm. and stuff. But still, I mean, you're right. It was very, you know, feature or whatever. So, so Todd, so let's, let's talk about those features a little bit. I mean, some of the features that are improving on the Xbox One are stuff that you've complained about on the 360, like the fact that your Kinect is like crazy and trying to take over your house. <laughs> I mean, are you happy that the X, that the Kinect is getting an upgrade or do you think that that's more of a peripheral issue to the new yeah, box? Yeah, it's still a concern for me. I mean, in what way? Like, the, you mean you don't think it's going to work that great? Well, or? based on my past experience with the first Connect, um, <laughs> I want to know how how exactly how responsive it is. They say it's supposed to be more conversation based, and that scares me a lot mm-hmm. because I spend a lot of time um, either watching something on my laptop or on or if I'm talking to someone on Skype. And if I mention my Xbox or something, I mean the original the original Connect like to kick in. If this just because yeah, it hurt its this name. This is going to be more conversation based. <laughs> will will connect to uh, end up um, reacting again, or will it, uh, be able to censor when I'm not talking to it? Yeah, and they were saying that, uh, like, so you got around that, you just disconnected yeah. your connect. Uh, but they were saying that I don't think it's possible to turn the connect off on the on the new mm. X, on the next yeah, box one. Looks like it's <laughs> looks like it's integrated into the into the one, and that's got me concerned. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, this is, this is funny, but it's kind of neat that, like, you know, it, it can, it can, they were telling you, like, uh, they can tell when you shift weight from your left foot to your right foot, and they can tell when you twitch your shoulder, and it can sense your heartbeat from across the room, and, and supposedly it's supposed to, like, let's say you live with somebody, and you're, you know, you and your, you and your brother, or you and your wife, or something like that, it's supposed to be able to tell the difference of who you are, like when I pick up the console or, you know, the mm. controller, it's like, oh, you're John, and it boots me into my OS. And then if my wife picked it up, it, w- it would know who she was and it would boot into hers. So, I don't know, it just sounds like they're giving it a lot of power. It better work right or it's going to suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, uh, well, Todd, what about, so, so, I mean, what, so, I mean, we're looking at the specs of it. I mean, the specs were pretty much, what we expected, and they're not all that different from the PS4 as far as specs. It's going to have eight eight gigs of RAM, have an eight core CPU, and you know they're going to have a Blu-ray mm-hmm. a Blu-ray drive. Which, uh, I mean, that was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the the storage medium of today. Uh, plus, it gives people that don't yet have a Blu-ray player the ability to, to you know to have one, so they can watch movies yeah. and stuff. Um, so that's that's kind of cool, but I mean the specs were pretty much what we expected. I mean they redesigned the controller, I guess, and they did like a I don't know was it like a five or ten minute presentation on how the new controller did did that look 
Did that look different to you, Todd? It looked to me like an Xbox controller where they moved the left joystick off center a it's little bit. It's pretty much the same. In fact, I'm as I'm uh, going over this right now, I'm looking at the background of the Xbox One. They showed a, a slideshow of it on my 360. And I'm looking at the mm-hmm. controller. The big thing that I've been hearing everybody talking about, and I agree with this, is they changed the D-pad to be more cross-based as opposed to the disc one that everybody's complained about. You mean it's more, it's precise, more precise that way? Yes, perfect for more uh, for more analog-based games. And that's been one of the biggest criticisms of the 360 controller all this time. I mean, just recently, um, maybe about a year or so ago, Microsoft released a special uh, 360 controller that allows you to turn the uh, D-pad into either a circle or a cross one. And it's worked out pretty oh. well. So, like, on the PlayStation, it's it's yeah. four buttons. So that would definitely be a cross yeah. model. The best way to compare it would be something like what Nintendo did with the with the DS and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But, and then okay. they talk about what they're okay. calling impulse triggers, which I'm curious to see what those are like. And it's probably the Kinect sensing when you're about to push or the button. Or there's supposed to be, be uh, force feedback triggers as well, which, which wow. I think would be kind okay. of unique. It's interesting. Did they th- did they mention the size at all? Because I mean, one of the big complaints about the Xbox controller, a lot of people, especially female gamers, is that the controller is just too big. It doesn't feel comfortable in their hands. No, you know? uh, no mention of that. Even though to me, it looks like it's about the same size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, shall it now? Let's. Well, I mean, we can get into some of the stuff that because they did have some impressive moments. Um, they but they weren't really gaming moments. But like, I I thought. Having Steven Spielberg do a television show for your Xbox One is kind of a kind of a, a neat thing for them. Um, but uh, of the non-gaming features that we were that we were shown, Shella, were, were were any of them more impressive? I mean, were there any that you said, "Hey, that's really cool"? The fe- what features? <laughs> the ones you've just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, I mean, you know, blur, they... if you ask me. Um... <laughs> Not really. Um, they were all, it's all just kind of expected that Kinect's going to be better. Um, I suppose the heartbeat thing's kind of cool because you might get some, um, game that uses that kind of response, uh, sort of biofeedback thing. So that might be kind of cool. Um, the controller looked pretty much the same. Um, I suppose it's just the fact that there were two questions we wanted answered. Is it always on? And does it require always on? And can we play pre-owned games? And we didn't get the answers to that. So (laughs) pretty unsatisfactory, really. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I guess. And, you know, it's not just us. I mean, I think that's the whole gamer community. I'm, I'm really, I'm sort of surprised they didn't answer it. I'm sort of surprised they didn't know that those were the two questions that we really wanted. They do. Or, mm-hmm. They just don't want to answer them because uh, it's bad news. <laughs> bad news, people. Well, 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 Todd, you have a theory on that. So what, what is your theory as to why they're not telling us what's going to happen with the used games? Well, for one, uh, I have what I call the console, the third console theory. And basically okay. that means the third console to every, that every company has developed has had issues. I mean, hmm. look, I mean, the best one would be, um, be Sega with the Saturn. Okay. And you saw the history of how that console's had problems. I mean, when they, remember the E3, they announced that they were launching it right away. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were launched to certain stores that had no no games for it for a while. 
And then Sony <laughs> right. just came out and said two ninety nine. Oh, dude, that's the right. That's launch right. price because right, the Saturn was going for four hundred at the time, and uh, basically that wanted for them. The mm-hmm. PlayStation Three is another example. Remember when that came out, and they made all these weird announcements, and um, of course when they said five hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars, that was the final nail in the coffin for them, and it caused <laughs> Sony to lag for a while. Admittedly, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't pick up. I mean, most people didn't pick theirs up until they got down to the reasonable right. price. Admittedly, level. it did get better in uh, mm-hmm. the PS3. I mean, it becoming a pretty decent system. Mm-hmm. My guess for Xbox One is, that I guess that Sony or that Microsoft's going to wait for E3 to come along to see exactly what Sony does. So it's going to be like a like a Mexican standoff where they're both going to be waiting to release their price pretty numbers much, and uh, stuff. And unveil all the games that are coming out with them. I know they unveiled a couple. I mean, that Quantum Break, I mean, that's got me interested. Even though um, the developer, Remedy, did not impress me with Alan Wake. You already know the story behind that. Uh, and, you know, I have to I, – I, you know, I, I sort of argued with you on the Alan Wake thing, but I went back and played it a little more extensively, and I got to I gotta agree with you, Todd. Alan Wake just was not yeah. that great of a game. Like I said, it was a very boring title. But then again, Remedy also did Max Payne, which was really good. Now, so by your theory, though, which is an interesting one, um, I think it's, what you're saying is that so that's why we haven't heard pricing because they're both waiting to see like who can give us the right price. But you think that Microsoft basically, because because um, we talked about MCV in their coverage of the, but of we weren't the, talking of the, about the price point. We were talking about the two questions we wanted was no, is but it always I know, on? I know. Is it so? What's that got to do with the price? Because they well, know, no, I think, I think they have it's, decided it's that. not nope. just the price. So why thing, I mean, it's everything it? else. I mean, they're waiting to see if Sony is actually going to let that happen. Unveil the PlayStation. That's what 4. I think. Yeah, I think that's what Todd's saying. I think Todd's saying Microsoft has the ability to lock out all used games from their system, but they don't want to say if they're going to implement it or not until they yeah, see the if Sony's going to do the it. The big thing that they're saying online, I'm not, I'm taking it with a grain of salt until it's official. Is saying that it will allow used games that you gotta pay a fee if you want to play your game on another console. Well, yeah, and you know what I heard that fee was the full price of the game. (laughs) Oh, sorry, that's That's, hilarious. That's what I heard. I said it's that's that. I mean, I've been looking at the same sites you have, Todd, and it's like, yeah, you'll have to pay a fee if you get a used game and try to put it in your console, and that fee is going to be the full price of the game. Made that up. Like I said, to me, it's just a fanboy (laughs) fud. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not taking anything seriously. I mean, I've gotten a lot of comments on my Facebook page about it. Well, what I heard was, it, and this is this is this seems like the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, I don't even know why they would do this if this was true. It was that so you install your game on your on your Xbox One, and then you can play off the Xbox One. Then you could take the disc. And I guess throw it out or whatever. So, but you could still go and give that disc to a friend or or resell it or whatever. But then you have to, for that disc to be worth anything, you have to go into your console and you have to basically say, "I've given up this game and unlock it," and that makes the the, the game disc valid again for somebody else. Um, but I don't see what the point of that is because, like, if you think about it, then. Nobody's going to buy that game from you because they don't know if you've really unlocked it. And I don't know how that's going to hurt the rental market because if you send the disc back to them, 
and you haven't unlocked it, you haven't really sent them back anything. It's just you know? a bit stupid because when you sell a disc, you've effectively done that anyway. Unless you put it onto your... Ugh, yeah, it's stupid. Well, I mean, I guess each disc will have a serial number or whatever, and if somebody tries to put it in... Yeah, so they are just saying, no, we're letting... Yeah, you can play used games or sell your games, but, like, then they're whispering behind the hand, but you won't be able to play it. (laughs) It's like... Well, unless... Can you just be straight Unless the guy guy unlocks it or something. But I I think Todd's got a point. I think... Because Sony didn't say anything about it either, other than sort of unofficially after their event, they said, no, you can play mm-hmm. used games. But I think Microsoft, here's, the, here's what's, here's what's gonna kill the, 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 the Xbox One if, if this scenario happens. If Microsoft comes out and they have this ridiculous DRM scheme, which Microsoft is known to do in a bunch, I mean, the reason the Microsoft Zune player didn't work was because of the DRM restrictions they tried mm-hmm. to put on it. So Microsoft has a history of trying to keep all the money that they possibly can. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Microsoft wants to put to lock down so there's no used games. But if Microsoft does that, if Microsoft came out today and said, oh, and by the way, there's no more used game market, it's locked out, they don't want to give Sony the opportunity at E3 to come and say, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. the used game market is wide open. Because then what's everybody going to buy? The PlayStation 4. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, do either of you disagree with that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Remember what I said a couple months ago when all this came out, if if anything, even if the PS4 decided to do the, do the lockout issue, then eventually the Wii U is going to win. Uh, right, right. I mean, that system right. will allow it. I've, I've tested it hands-on. I've tested used games on it via Gamefly, and it will play them. True. I mean, although are we are we kind of look? I mean, not to disparage the Wii U because I mean that is sort of third console here. But are we almost are we almost kind of looking at? I mean, in terms of graphics and sound and stuff, are we almost looking like the PS4 and the Xbox One are on a different tier than the Wii U? They already are because yeah. I mean, even the the Wii U, I admit, doesn't perform as well as the 360 or PS3 does. But I don't think I think Nintendo. Are on their own little, they're on their own little mushroom, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like they don't care because they've just got some crazy scheme and only know, they know what it is. Yeah. And yeah. So. All right. So okay. So basically, we still don't know about the used game market. Apparently, the con. See, that's the thing. I well, about the always on thing. Because that was unclear people- as well. Right, but were people really concerned about the always-on thing, or were they concerned about the always-on thing because of the used game? Was it really two separate issues? Like, if they came out and said, oh, you can play used games, but your console has to be on all the time, would that make you not want to buy it, Todd? Or is it really, is the really heart of the matter the used game issue? Uh, Pretty much be the used game issue, considering, like I said, not everyone can afford $70 for a game. Right, right. I mean, my PlayStation But what about people who don't have... Internet, that's an issue for them. That's true, and I have a friend. I was gonna say, like, my house, my my Sony, my PlayStation Three is pretty much always on. I mean, when I turn it on, it logs into the network because it's got a network cable going into its butt. (laughs) So I mean, it it logs in and it's always on. I don't notice it, I don't use it, but it is always Mm. on. Now I have a friend who lives up in the in uh, Western Maryland, 
Todd, you know that mm-hmm. area of the country. Um, and they don't have a reliable yeah. internet connection or any way to, or any way to get one really. And they have a Sony PlayStation 3 and theirs isn't always on. And they've run into problems before where they want to play like rock band with friends and, and the, the console won't let them because somehow the console has figured out that there's an update <laughs> and they have to end up going to like Radio Shack or something and getting the, getting the update put on a key oh drive gosh. and then bring it back to their house. And it's oh a pain. Gosh. So. Yeah. I mean, it's near. It's nearly sort of almost. It's annoyingly and unplayable at times. If it was required to be on yeah. all the time, yeah. then they just they yeah. wouldn't be so able to I buy a console. So I think for a, a large, you know, a, a significant minority or whatever, I don't know the figures, that would be a big issue if it was always on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay, well, well, let's say they're both issues then. I, I, I think the used game issue is probably a bigger issue. Yeah, I mean, also because if it requires an internet connection and you don't have one, what are you going to buy? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. going to buy a PS4. Uh, right, like, right. Game over. Oh. Well, because yeah. you have no choice at that point. Right. No, that's true. Um, or, uh, some countries like, uh, like Australia or whatever, apparently you have to pay for your internet by the minute or something, so. That would suck if you had to have your console on all the time. <laughs> I had heard that. I had heard that. They've never mentioned that. All right. Well, ask ask them yeah. the next time you talk to your awesome friends how their internet works. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, let's talk about games really quickly. I know Microsoft did, so we will yeah. too. So. Of the stuff we saw, Todd, what was what impressed you? I know you you had already mentioned the Remedy title, which I thought looked neat, but again, it was. I don't think they showed what they could have. Like they did this whole like, fifteen minute talk about how TV and live action and gaming was all going to be mixed, and then they just showed a clip that was like a full motion video sequence and then a video thing. I don't think it really explained how no. that worked. Yeah, I didn't, didn't explain it in detail. I'm still trying to um, go over some of the other videos. I mean, like EAs. I mean, to me, I was just like, okay, these are proof of concepts. Because they did all the EA sports games that are coming out. They announced mm-hmm. them. I mean, they showed videos of them. To me, like I said, they'll prove a concept. They did the same thing with Madden for when it came out for the 360. I mean, that was right. basically a proof of concept. And Forza 4, oh, I'm sorry, Forza 5, if that's how it looks, I'll, I'd be interested in it because you know my love of the series. True, but but isn't it true that every console comes out with a racing yeah. title? I mean, was it really, okay, yeah, it looks neat and everything, but, I mean, that was kind of expected. That, that wasn't, I don't know, why is it that all consoles have to come out with a racing title as know. a launch title? <laughs> um, so yeah, it looked neat. I mean, you could see the tires smoking and stuff, and it looked pretty cool and stuff. I I happen to dislike racing games. I don't. I'm not very good at them, so I don't like playing them. I know Todd, you're like you're the only guy I know that's done the um, uh, what is it, the endurance race where you like played for 24 yeah, hours. I've done that. <laughs> and what so. traffic was the other one? Uh, cool. Oh, yeah, the show. Yeah, they showed the quantum. Um, Quantum one, quantum breaking. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. And of course, I said to myself, "Oh, here we go. The Battlefield fanboys are going to go off now." <laughs> yeah, ghost. I, I thought the dog was yeah. cute. Of course, that's what everybody's been making fun of. And then, oh, the and then dog when Battlefield really? Four comes out, they'll come. A, they'll have their own version of it. Yeah. The dog. 
Yeah, it'd be like a big schnauzer yeah. or something. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought I thought the dog was cool. I mean, but I liked how they were showing, you know. But it's it's um I liked how they showed like the character models for today, and it is kind of fascinating to me because we look at like Call of Duty yeah. like today, and we're like, my God, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's so real. And then when you look at like where they're going with it, you're like. Oh my God! What we're playing today looks like crap. It's so weird. I call it the Star Trek syndrome because, like, back in the '60s, when people watched Star Trek, they thought that that was the most realistic thing they'd ever seen. You know, oh, I bet space really looks like that. And now you look at it today, you know, versus I guess the Star Treks of today, and you're like, um, what is that? Like a bunch of light bulbs on a black background. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of eye-opening how amazing the new how amazing the new consoles are going to look. But from a PC gamer standpoint, I've got games that already look that good. Yeah, but I'll so. have to say the same theory I say all the time. Not everyone can spend two thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a high-end PC. Even no, if, that's even true. Even if the that Xbox is... One goes for five hundred, as people are rumoring, not everyone can afford it. Right, right. Well, five hundred would be a little yeah. expensive too, I think. But. I don't know. I I think it would be really cool if both the PS4 and the Xbox One came out for like two ninety nine. I I know I know it probably won't. I say three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. I think three ninety nine is a good guess because that's pushing it a little bit where people were like, eh, it's right on the level where do I get it? Do I not get it? But and I think keep enough in mind, people. That's it, what the three sixty sold for. The Pro console right. was three ninety nine. It was two ninety nine for the um, basic one. Right. Okay. Todd, what about the other, what about, like, are you in, I mean, I know you're a big Xbox guy, are you in, assuming the used games things works itself out, and assuming the always on thing works itself out, are, are any of the other features that Microsoft seems to think that we really care about, is that something that you as an Xbox gamer really, like smart glass and, and stuff like that, I mean, are any of those things, I mean, I know you watch, what about like the fantasy football automatically updating and stuff I like mean, that? I mean, I might be interested in that if I ever got back into fantasy football, I haven't been in, I haven't done that in like three years. But um, mm-hmm. I do use Smart Glass once in a while for stuff like when I'm watching Netflix or if I'm watching a baseball game on there. So, yeah, it would interest me. I mean, it's not top top priority. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'd probably do it as a novelty. Right. Okay. And the Smart Glass is just – it's just the ability – it, it makes your um, – your your tablet like an interactive remote control, That's correct. right? In fact, it it can control the 360 in its entirety. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, what about what about the other feature that they were mentioning? The fact that it has three operating systems. It has it's basically like a Windows PC, a gaming PC, and then some operating system that's required to switch between the two. I mean, do you want a Windows PC? I mean, you said you can't afford a gaming system. How about a how about a Windows PC I mean, in your I living can't afford room? A PC is what I said. But <laughs> right. Mm, that would, I mean, like I said, probably be uh, if I can use it as an all-in-one. Since I really only use my laptop now just for um, editing and all, I go through everything from my tablet. So yeah, mm-hmm. I probably have something like that in my in my living room. That's cool. What about what about you, Shelley? Any of the other features interest you, or are you are you solely focused on the games? Um. Um. Well, the. Fantasy football, believe it or not, does not interest me. That whole thing was a complete yawnorama. But they had RG3, (laughs) baby! It was just... um, Is there anything else? Um, What? Let me see. Skype on no yawn. Um... Maybe some of the TV stuff, but all I want to know is how much do they want you to pay for it? 
Uh, I read your column, yeah. The sort of, I don't know, the cloud stuff. Uh, I don't do the multiplayer thing, so um, no, that didn't really... I'm sure it'd be quite cool for people that do that. Um, well, they did say they did say 15 games by end of the year, and eight of them would be new IP. Yes. I know you're all interested yeah, in new IP. Yeah, I mean, that was good, because... Um, Microsoft seriously needs some exclusives because Sony's got some kick-ass exclusives at the moment. Um, it's where all the innovation is in, te- in terms of game development. Um, so for me, Microsoft really needs to pull its socks up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was good news. Um, just a shame we didn't even get a hint of what any of them could be. Um, so, yeah, I'll be l- l- watching out E3 for that one. Okay. Um, and yeah, I suppose the the Halo TV show could be interesting. Um, maybe the Quantum Break TV show and a game thing. But yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to really pull something out of the bag to make a really good game and a really good TV show as well. But um, that's true. There have been a string of bad TV shows in the history of television. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me do a final question. So, um, and I'll ask each of you this. So, uh, so what does, uh, Microsoft need to do to, to win you over, uh, to, to be, uh, you know, Xbox One-er, uh, over a PS4-er? And, uh, how far did they go so far to, to get there? And we'll start with you, Todd. Uh, We'll go with Shaw said. Bring out the games. Make sure they stay true to their core <laughs> audience. I mean, there are other consoles coming out as well. Keep in mind, Yuya comes out next month. And that's true. That's true. We're going to try to get which a review I'll gladly copy of take. That. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's staying well towards gamers and even to game developers. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. And we also have the 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 Steam box supposedly be mm-hmm. out soon too. So yeah, that's what you need to do is appeal to the gamers still. I mean, the 15. Launch titles with the uh, eight exclusive IPOs. That that's a good sign. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna give them to when I get my tax refund to make my decision. So that'll be probably about <laughs> three or four months. Right. Hopefully okay. by then they'll um, figure out what they're doing and I'll be able to make a final decision on what what I want to get, whether I'm gonna get the, the Xbox One or the PS4 or just set this generation out. Oh wow, okay. And uh and just I'm just curious, Todd. So if if they do lock out uh used games, is that a deal breaker for you? Is that a if the Sony 4 doesn't do that and the Xbox does, are you are you a PS4 guy now then at that set in that scenario? Too soon to tell, but it would lean more towards that way. Yeah, that that I I it's just such a no-brainer deal breaker. I can't believe they would do it, but I guess we'll see. Shella, what do you think? What how you sound like you're not convinced at all yet. Uh no, I'm not. Um uh, I'm slowly falling out of love with um Microsoft Xbox. Um yeah, I just want to know how how much I'm going to have to pay for all this functionality, um, you know, because my last column, you know, they're asking people to pay for things that are essentially free, which just pisses me off, basically, because um, it's just greed. Um, and it just feels like they're not speaking to gamers at all. That that presentation yesterday just, I don't know who, they just seem to be targeting armchair sports fans, um, which 
frat, yeah, frat boys. Yeah, they are. It's the, the Bioshock boys. guy and his. He's like, yeah, I've got this great focus group. Do you want to use them? See, like, how to launch your console. <laughs> um, so, and it felt very, very America-centric, um, whereas the Sony um, presentation there were people from the UK presenting, there were people from Japan, there were people from America, there were people from France. It just felt like a much more international brand. Um, they showed us games. <laughs> I, I buy a games console to, to play games on. Um, so Microsoft need to bring out some seriously amazing games um, and speak to gamers because they didn't yesterday really for me yeah i'm gonna say one more time wait till e3 yeah i'm yeah Yeah. well i mean that's it but i think that that was a a bit of a strange decision on their part to be so media focused for this this big launch oh basically sony put them in a corner with their early reveal um yeah i just don't think uh, that doesn't hold water to me (laughs) having worked in the pr industry for over 10 years i just think it was a bit of a well, uh, I'll answer the question too, uh, <laughs> because I get to. Um, so I have a I have a PS3, uh, but I'm not a PS3 fanboy. I just have a PS3 because basically when the when the Slim went on sale, uh, it was the right price point, and I bought it, and I have a lot of fun with it, and I like it. Um, I was kind of hoping yesterday to um, to see enough from Microsoft to convince me that my next generation console was going to be an Xbox. And I didn't really see – I was excited about a few things, but I think Shell is right. I think that the core for me it, with a gaming console is the games. I mean, I don't really play a lot of multiplayer. I have, but it's not my focus. I like to have good single-player experiences, you know, and I like to be blown away by the sound and the graphics and stuff like that. And I really didn't see that. Um so I think right now I saw more of that from the PS4, and that doesn't mean that I'm a PS4 guy. I mean, again, it'll come down to price point and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I guess I guess we have to wait a few weeks and find out um, what the what the games are and everything, and then answer those two questions that we didn't get answered that everybody wants to have answered. Yeah. So, all right. Well, guys, what are all oh, our listeners? What do you think? Uh, let us know. We are at ginloungeatgameindustry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, and Twitter. Uh, you can get to that by going to the homepage at gameindustry.com and clicking on any of the little buttons. Uh, they'll take you right there. Uh, thank you to my panel, uh, my panel of experts who are still, like everyone else, a little bit confused. But thank you for joining us today. <laughs> And we will see you all right here next time at the Gin Lounge. Until then, have fun dreaming about either the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox (laughs) One.